What's up guys, it's the Texan talking here and I am sitting right across from the one, the only, no one other like him, Rios. Let him know what's up, Rios. Hola amigos, I'm speaking Spanish today because one of our uh, fellow members is uh, absent. He is not here today and of course that member is Poppy because you just automatically know he's not here. Yeah. Becomes a citizen, thinks he gets days off. I know, right? Hey, days off. Gets a citizenship, and he's like, you know what? I'm calling off today, guys. I don't, I don't need this. Does know how to act. Does not know how to act. Or at least he's actually trying to acclimate. <laughs> so there it is. America. So now, <laughs> so now the best part of, about this, since he's not here, is we get to do the same thing to him that he did to that we that y'all did to me when I wasn't here, which is talk shit about him. We thoroughly enjoyed that, by the we, way. That was that was that was fun. So now let's talk about his body odor. He smells like gasoline. <laughs> oh no, it's worse than that. He smells like <laughs> garbage that's that's been sitting out in the Houston heat for about a good you know three days. That's really bad. It's yeah. horrid. He smells putrid, as you said. Rancid. Very. <laughs> He smells. He smells rancid. You ever left chicken out, uh, you know, uncooked chicken out for a while, and then it starts smelling? That's yeah. him. On a good day. On a good day, and then he tries to add a little bit of Axe body spray to that. Not a sponsor. <laughs> we we don't want them as a sponsor. We do not. Yeah. So he. Um, that's that's exactly what Poppy smells like on a regular day whenever he comes to podcast. Oh, and add the smell of beer to it also. Not just beer. Uh, MD 2020. High life. <laughs> oh man, that brings back memories. I know, it brings back memories. He drinks a 40 before he comes back. He comes and doing the podcast. Some OE. Exactly. He uh, he's, he's about that life. So if you ever see him on the street, give that man a 40. All right. So Rios, tell me about your week, buddy. What's what's been going on since last week? What is it? What's something new that you did? Something new. Uh well, you know. Last week was my birthday week, and you know it didn't stop until Saturday, and I'm paying the price. But you know, I, I feel better now. I I tried to donate some blood on Monday, and uh, yeah, it didn't go so well. <laughs> my arm, look, he I have track marks on my arm now. There is his arm is bruised because terribly. What, okay, so tell me what happened. Why is your arm bruised? So she missed the vein completely. <laughs> I don't know how. There's like a giant vein right in the middle of my elbow. I don't know how she missed it, but yeah. Uh, it's bruised. It looks like I have track marks, and I've been getting t- dirty looks all week, and I, I don't like it <laughs> at all. Yeah, I'm looking at you right now. If you hadn't told me about that, I'd be like, dude, are you doing like weird stuff that we don't know where to know about? You're trying to do the John Lennon stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're trying to expand your mind into different things. <laughs> I'm doing what I can to improve uh, improve a quality of show. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Oh, I know. No, it's, it's it's been good. That's cool, man. But, but yeah, no, it, it still hurts. I have yeah. I haven't worked out in about almost three weeks now. I hurt my back. Then my birthday week, and now this. I can barely use my left arm. It's yeah, it's bad. It hasn't been the best of weeks, but you know what? That's what you get for being 45 years old after you're celebrating your birthday like that. 75. 75. Yeah. You look good for you look good for an 85 year old. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try. There you go. It's a lot of Botox. <laughs> a lot of Botox. All right. So one of the things we kind of want to start from now on, I know we've been doing a lot of Buffalo Bayou beer. Uh, today, what are we trying, Rios? Uh, Rios brought some some St. Arnold's. Um, H-Town Pills. H-Town Pills. That's right. We're going to start doing, we're going to start like drinking different uh, local 
beers. Local, maybe some international. Maybe some international, but it just depends. So we're going to have like a theme every single show, and we're going to talk about, hey, what do you think about it? Of course. I, I like it. Hastel Pills from St. Arnold's, pretty good. Um, what else you got? And then obviously you got your old-fashioned uh, Crawford Bach. Yeah, can't go, wrong can't go wrong with that, especially because of our Astros have been doing amazing. I'm Before glad we, they proved us all wrong on the predictions. Before we talk about the Astros, I got to tell you something. Uh, we talked about your week. It was great. Uh, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was yeah, great. it was phenomenal. Your arm says a different story. Yeah. No, um, I'm actually happy because um, I just bought my tickets. I'm going on vacation on the last week of July. I'm going to go to California, back home, back where I was raised. Oh, another one that thinks gets days off. What is this? <laughs> We're not unionized. There's no paid days off. It's okay. Y'all get to talk shit about me when I leave, so it's fine. Well, yeah. yeah. It's going to get worse next time. Exactly. Just, just know this. It's just going to It's gonna get worse. That's why you don't want to miss days off, because we know you're going to get bullied and made fun of by the other two. Relentlessly. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna listen to the podcast. And we're like, <laughs> Bobby got it easy this week, just because you know he's a little under the weather. So we'll we'll cut on some slack. But no, it's not COVID. It's, it's, it's not. Weather. Yeah, it's up in it. He's he's fine. He's but fine. He'll be fine. He's a lot it's something unrelated to COVID, but he is a little under the weather. But if he misses again, oh, it, oh, it is on. Going, yeah, he's definitely gonna get. He's gonna take a, a mental health day at that point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, uh, so as I was saying, I'm going back to California for like a whole week, and I'm happy about it because I'm I'm just exhausted from work, so I need that off. You work? <laughs> Relentlessly. <laughs> and uh, so I'll be going on vacation, which will be great. Uh, I'm going back to Northern California when I was where I was basically raised for a good while. Um, and guess what? Here's the best part about it. Uh, aside from traveling and seeing the, I, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but. Um, uh, California is beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Texas. How dare you? <laughs> I have just slapped the Alamo in the face. Now, um, so uh, I'm going to travel. We're going to travel down the, the whole, uh, uh, a good part of the coast of California uh, called Big Sur. Um, it's is that what, the northern part? or Northern part, yeah. So you go to Monterey, uh, California, and then you just travel down Highway uh, 1. It's down the coast. All the Pacific Ocean is really nice from what I've seen. So we were planning that out. But the best part is this. Coincidentally, uh, the Astros are playing the Oakland A's during the time that we're there. And we're going to be staying at my brother's place. My, you better go to a game. Yeah. So my brother my brother lives literally uh, about two and a half hours from Oakland in Northern California, mm-hmm. which is basically about the same distance from here to Austin. Uh, therefore, uh, we're going to go and catch a game. So check this out. So you know the, the the seats like right behind home plate like that are that come out on TV. Yeah. So I checked them out for Oakland. This is how bad things are in Oakland. That uh, it's gonna be myself, my girlfriend, and my brother. I'm gonna take them and maybe whoever uh, whoever wants to tag along from my family. Um, so for those, let's say for three seats, let's just say hypothetically speaking, I take just my girlfriend and my brother. Uh, for three people, right behind home plate in Oakland, it's literally. About 180 bucks. Right behind Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah, that's what I promise you. It was uh-huh. 180 for So three 60. People. Yeah, $60. 60 per person. Yeah. Behind home plate. Yeah, right behind home plate, right at the front. Um, Those are Houston Texan ticks prices right now. Like, <laughs> exactly. I could sit next to the head coach, like, hey, man. <laughs> you tell him, like, like hey, lovey, I'm going to need you to. 
to get that defense going. No, and so like Spider X Y Banana. <laughs> exactly. And so don't do any uh, bubble, bubble, bubble flakes. <laughs> None of those. We've been tired of them. Uh, and so not, going back to that, yeah, it's literally 180 bucks. And honestly, I think the, the gas to get there is going to be more expensive than the tickets. Oh, don't even talk to me about gas. <laughs> yeah. I put it's, gas on the way over here, and it's uh, it hurts worse than my left arm right now. And whose fault is that again? <laughs> the gas companies. The gas companies, that's right. No, um, but yeah, dude, so we're going to do that. So we're definitely going to catch an Astros game at the uh, Coliseum, which I haven't been it might be the last season there. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, remember we talked about it last time? Like, there's definitely more possums than people <laughs> at the at the place. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I haven't been back to the Coliseum. Uh, the last time I went was obviously I was a kid. It was like in I want to say ninety six, one of those years. 1896. When the 49ers, no. Uh, so uh, no, it was like ninety six, and the Raiders had I believe had just moved. Back to Oakland from LA. Sounds uh, about right. Yeah, they yeah. were they were like mid nineties. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because yeah, they were in LA. So I think I can't remember exactly the year, but they were in LA from like the I want to say like the early eighties like to like ninety four somewhere like around that. there. I yeah. of, but I remember, yeah, that's the last time I went. I went with like one of my uh, one of my classroom friends. He was a diehard like Raider fan. That's what I can remember of. And this was, like, it was me like in third, fourth grade, or whatever it was. I can't remember. And he took me to a Raiders game. I, obviously, at the time, I didn't appreciate it. Then again, it, it is a Raiders. <laughs> but um, it was, I mean, the experience was fine because people were excited to see the, the Raiders back in Oakland at that time. Anyway, so that's the last time I ever went to the Coliseum. Were you involved in a brawl in the parking lot? I was not, what, it's, it's not L.A., so. I mean, it's the Raiders. It's still Oakland. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't catch a felony at the end of a Raider game, you're not a real Raider fan, apparently. Yeah, if you're gonna, you know, if you go to a Dodgers game, you don't get into a fight. <laughs> Did you really go to a Dodgers game with a fa- with with the same fan base, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. No, um, no, but that's the last time I went. It was I was in '96, so it's been a good, it's been a good amount. It's, it's been what twenty some years. Yeah, it's it's. Are you sure it's twenty something years, yeah, not forty something years? It's eighty something years. That's how old I am. You guys, no. make, you guys make fun of my age, but I look the youngest out of the three of us. Actually, he does. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we're we're rounded now. Papi's the youngest, but he looks about at least a good ten he years looks old. Now 85 <laughs> on a good day, and then Rios is you're you're closer to your you're closer to 40. Wow. <laughs> anyway, no, but uh, as I'm saying, my beard's barely growing back in after I shaved it. Um, so tonight we're going to be talking about our Astros. Uh, after we talk about our Astros, we're going to be talking about fantasy wide receiver football picks. Because it's never too early for fantasy. It's never too early for fantasy. That's right. Not if you're serious about winning. <laughs> exactly. So we'll be talking about our wide receiver picks, our top receiver picks uh, for fantasy for mocks. Then uh, Rios, who's actually been quite successful in fantasy, is going to be giving us a little bit of advice on how to draft. Uh, and different, uh, diff- different uh, variables that go into actually drafting uh, a wide receiver uh, in this particular case. Okay, and just now, if you do fantasy and you're and you are pretty good at it, don't worry about it. Uh, but if you're just a beginner, hey, you might take some advice from Rios, who's actually been pretty successful at at fantasy, and we'll see what's up. Uh, I would give my advice, but I've actually the last two three seasons I have not been successful. 
the last uh, I don't know if anybody's ever a fan of the TV show The League. I got the Sacco last uh, last season, which means that's the last place. So that means I have to do punishment. Uh, compared to other years, uh, I have to basically draft the kicker on the first round. I know. That's not light at all. Yeah, we get. So who picked your punishment? Because they um they really went light on you. Yeah, that was me because I'm the commissioner. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Of course. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta pick politics. Up. Politics, you know, if you're in power. <laughs> uh, well. All right, let's talk about Astros. Man, oh man, are they proving us wrong, and I'm so happy about that. Yeah, exactly. We were a little on the um, downside. We're like, eh, you know, they might win one against uh, the White Sox. They might, you know, maybe squeak one against uh, the Mets. I was optimistic about winning one against the Mets. No, we were completely wrong. Yeah. We, they won a series against the White Sox because, you know. Our favorite uh, pitcher, Joe Kelly's on that team, and you know they. He never played a single. Oh, he he's like uh, our new uh, what's what's his face the the red boy. Um, which one? The rat. Oh, uh, uh, F- fires. Mike my, my fears. Mike fears. Yeah, that guy. fires. Isn't it fires? Eh, who cares? Whatever. Irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Irrelevant. He's playing in Mexico now. Remember? Shocking. You didn't know that? He's, I did. Yeah, he's playing for Mexico now, and he's uh, not yeah, no, he's he's avoiding the Astros now. Yeah. Also, yeah, he's a uh, yeah, because Mike. Remember Mike Fires? Every time the Astros were going to play against him, he was always quote unquote injured. It is two years now. Well, no, it's more than two years now. He, yeah, I think it was like since, for two two three years that he was yeah, injured since uh, the end of 2019. He's just been consistently avoiding the Astros. Mm-hmm. And I it, was, it, it got comical at one point. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, we already knew. Like, remember Twitter. I remember, like, Astros Twitter was just talking about, all what, right, let's see what injury uh, Mike Fires comes out with. And, of course, it was, like, either an elbow or, like, a, whatever it was. Soreness. or Soreness, just... yeah. And then I think at one point it's because, like, the last time he was with the – I want to say he was with the A's. And uh, he pitched against the Astros. This was oh, after. he got he got, and he got he got he got yeah. He, it was like five home runs in one inning. Yeah. It was just brutal. He set a new record. <laughs> he really like no. It, I want to say it was at least five home runs. And then after that, he has never pitched against, against the, Astros. the Astros again. Yeah, it's because it's it's, it's yeah. He is uh, yeah. It's after that. Then uh, he came out with his little testimony or whatever. Like, come on, bro. yeah. You're just mad. He was mad. I mean, if 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 it really meant that much to you, yeah, let's let's talk, let's share a lot of, uh, on this a little bit because I don't think we actually have. Uh, let's go back to the Mike Fires incident. Okay, he was one of the guys that basically steam, you know, that started this whole thing. Yeah, about he was the, the first one to first one, come forward, come forward to it. But even after you did all that, did you ever get? Did he ever get? Did he ever give up his ring? No, he was. Smiling ear to ear when he got his ring. Like, yeah. come on, bro. There's did it really bother you? Or yeah. are you just mad you got walloped? The team cut you loose because you were terrible. Mm-hmm. And then you got walloped every time you played against them. And you know what? You know what? You, you felt like you had something to, something to gain from it, but you didn't because you've avoided them for two plus seasons. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, uh, you know, the, the video that I used to watch, that I used to like watching about the Astros Altuve. I think Fires is in it. And oh, when they're singing Backstreet Boys. They're singing the Backstreet Boys song. The greatest boy band ever. <laughs> right, according to Rios. Uh, according to everyone. According to everyone. Apparently that's a fact now, it's not an opinion. It is. Uh, well, he, um, oh, yeah, you were at the concert. I was. <laughs> and he was hammered. No, um, I so, was. <laughs> so that, that, that video of Altuve, he's like, he's like singing, uh, I can't remember what song he's singing. I Wanted That I Way. I Wanted That Way by the Backstreet Boys. 
And then, like, you see Mike Fires just, like, having a great time. So you never expected that to actually go through. No. But, I mean, at that point, like you said, you get cut. You start getting salty. And what happens? You start saying, oh, well, I'm going to talk shit about this team. And it's theme, it basically... It was like a snowball effect. Basically. It was a snowball effect, yeah. It just kept rolling, rolling, rolling until now we have this. And then you have ignorant-ass fans just yelling at Altuve, cheater, cheater, cheater. Which but is yet, ironic. He's... Like, if you look up the, the stats from people that use it the most, he mm-hmm. was the very bottom. It's number anything. one was, like, Springer and then Marwin mm-hmm. and then Correa. Those are the number one guys. And, like, they're on different teams now. Yeah. Are they getting chanted cheater at? No. They're, well, they're embraced the, by the fan base. The Blue Jays did chant cheater to all two, but I'm like, you have a Correa right there. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, these guys. Yeah. Like, Correa, Marwin, and mm-hmm. um, Springer. They're on different teams now, but there was actually they go to different, uh, you know, different stadiums. No one chants cheer at them anymore. But there, there was an actual article that that disproved that Altuve was actually even doing anything. Yeah, he was like he. There's like maybe you kind of one hand number of times he did it based off compared to everybody yeah. else. He like, didn't. He didn't want to do anything. Yeah. yeah, he was the number one person against it, and he's used it the least. Mm-hmm. And but he's the one he basically became the face of because he was the best player in Astros yeah. for years. Exactly, and so um, you know, um, it doesn't make sense to me. It, just, it doesn't, and like I, I, it doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense because it's like you, you. Okay, if it really mattered, let's look at the All Star uh, voting right now. He is like number one for second base. No, he is number one. Right, he's like he's number one on second base. But the Astros have three players voted. Right. That's a unanimous vote, but if you really feel that way, because think about it this way. In second, okay. Are you really getting the votes from just Houston itself? No. No, you're getting votes from everybody else. It's because they know his abilities are great. They know he's a great second baseman, right? They know his ability. But yeah, he's he's voting. He's number one, and him and Jordan, and by by all means, Jordan deserves a lot. Player of the month for June. Player of the month, like he deserves it. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll share more on that, but let's stick with Altuve first and this whole debacle. So basically, yeah, Mike Fires never returned his ring, but he talked all that mess. He he was trying to, but you know, this started happening right after he kept. He got those home runs uh, thrown against them. Like it just basically proved that he was just a crappy pitcher. Yeah, and he was disproved by the Astros, you know. And so after that, what do you do? You get mad. You start like, oh yeah, we we uh, we totally cheated. And oh, totally, man. We that's the thing. We totally cheated, but you never gave back your ring. If nah. you really felt that way, he never gave back the ring. He never apologized. Yeah, exactly. So he's a uh, you know for. And then he avoided the Astros, which made it even, which made it seem even worse. It was hilarious to me, honestly. Yeah, it is. I mean, and for those fans that those baseball fans who, I want to say the average baseball fan, not yeah. every fan, the no. average baseball fan who the real fans of baseball, like they know, you know what? Every team is cheated right. some shape or form. It's it's part of it. It's right. been going every, on since the 1880s. Think about it. Look at the White Sox back in the day. What did they do? They shaved over shaving points. The White Sox. No, the Black Sox. Black. Oh, was that the Black Sox? They were the Black Sox. Okay. I mean, they became the Black Sox eventually, but they were the Black yeah. Sox initially back in the 19, you know, 1918, 1917. Yeah. They were still shaving points. Uh, if you want to keep talking about cheating, uh, look at, uh, how do you call it, the Yanks. They were, number one, they were using the, <laughs> they, were, they, were using, they were stealing signs also. But uh, other than that, before that, look, look at uh, like the late, the early 90s, late 90s, whatever. They were, they were roaring up. Come on. They were sweating steroids. I mean, <laughs> cheating has been in baseball since the 1880s. It like, is. Stealing signs has been around. 
Yeah. Anyone that's played baseball at any any level, yeah. you know what, how to steal signs. Those are big accusations, there. But, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is like you know, you know, certain forms of cheating is wrong. Like no, cheating is cheating. cheating there's no, cheating. there's no right way to cheat. Cheating yeah. is cheating. I yeah. mean, if you're cheating, you're cheating regardless. Like yeah. it's there's no way. Oh, this person did it worse. This team did it worse. Right. Than the other one. No, you're let's still cut. Let's cut the you know the fake sanctimonious act. Like come on, bro. Cheating is cheating. Let's just leave it yeah. at that. Every team has cheated. You know, there's no right or wrong way to exactly. cheat. It's it's all the same at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And there's teams that do much worse things than that. You know? And the thing like, is, like, you know, you can't let that be like, oh, you know, this team is, I hate them. I hope they, you know, get injured. This and that just because they, quote, unquote, cheated. Like, every team has cheated. Like, you, you keep that same energy from every single team that's cheated. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. You can't just put the Astros as the ones that cheated. That's it. Every team does a thing that... It, cheating is basically getting an advantage over another team. That's, you know what I mean? And so that's... They just found a different way to use just it. Just found a different way to use it. And that's it. Uh, they were Red Sox, Yankees, they were doing the same thing, except the Astros were the ones that got caught. They yeah. were the most successful at it, too. But My know. thing is this. Those are teams, they also cheated using the same methods, but uh, we got a World Series ring, and the other ones, well, the Red Sox did in 2018. But exactly. other than that, those yeah. teams, they have not. Exactly. So now, let's go back to the Astros now. Um, so we we kind of underestimated the Astros playing against the Mets because uh, the Mets were pretty much on a hot streak. Um, I I didn't expect the Astros to perform as well as they did, but I'm so glad that they did. Yeah. Because now it makes me feel more comfortable going into the Yanks tomorrow because it's like, okay, the Astros, number one, they're on fire right now. They're on a hot streak. Uh, also... I I now firmly believe that this is the real Astros teams that we we've needed to see that this is the real Astros team as opposed to the the Astros team that was losing to the Mariners or the Marlins you know what I mean <laughs> yeah well like I touched on earlier like and they've gone about I've, I was trying to find the actual the actual stats for this but it's not out yet but basically like they play up or down to the competition so that the good the teams over 500 like they perform like how we would expect them to perform. Mm-hmm. The teams are like, you know, the Mariners, the South Oklahoma Rangers, you know, they played down <laughs> to their level. Teams that are and, below 500. And it basically. shows, like, sometimes, you know, with good teams, like, sometimes they get a little lazy, complacent, they think, oh, you know, I just need to show up and I'll win. we'll win. And, you know, it doesn't always work that way. But yeah. against, you know, like, the, the, the Mets, number one team in the National League, right? In the National League, yeah. yeah. They... Number the one run scoring offense, they average at least five runs a game. We held them to five runs in two games, and then that's using uh, that wasn't even using like our, our top, our top, our top pitchers. pitchers. That was using Orkidi. Orkidi was amazing. Orkidi and Luis Garcia, right? I'm just thinking to myself, Orkidi, like, can we have this Orkidi oh, all the time? You know what it is? He finally's having a baby. The Mexican <laughs> in him kicked him. You know what? I'm about to be, I'm about to be a dad. I need to yep. step it up because yep. uh, that uh, that formula ain't cheap. Yeah. Those diapers ain't cheap. Exactly. I need, like, the, I need the contract money. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get that formula. That's what he, it is. No, man, I'm telling you, he. Uh, I, I. He impressed me. He. It was impressive. And you remember how we talked about how it, he's inconsistent? Where he is. He has his ups. He has his downs. But then again, I mean, kind of every pitcher has that. But this, he's a little. He's a good example of. Either you're yes or you're no or you're up or you're or you're not. Well, hopefully but now he's about to become a dad. Uh, he keeps it up because you know it's a baby formula, man. That's, that's uh, making him motivated. That's motivating him to. As big to say, ponte las pilas. Yeah, right. Ponte las pilas, way. No, but it's it's just uh, 
I mean, if you were to literally translate Ponte las pilas to English, it wouldn't make sense. It just means put your batteries on. <laughs> it makes no sense, really. None it's, whatsoever. None whatsoever. It just basically means like it's get you know get yourself you know do it, man. Get motivated. Unless, to do unless you're motivation. unless you're a maton, you know, just yeah. put your batteries in because that, that man is a robot. Yeah, that man. I'm I'm convinced he is not human. He's a robot. <laughs> You know how they were doing the robot umps? Now they're training with robot players, and that's uh, Phil Maton right there. It is. No. Um, but honestly, like, the way that I saw Rukili play against uh, the Mets. The hottest hitting team in baseball right now. I, I was just so impressed. I was like, oh, my God, why can't this be Rukili all the time? Like, if if that's him, sign that man to a, con- to a full-on if contract. If we can get this version of him in October. Oh. Amazing! It, it was just like I was so impressed. He was on, and I think he had hit. He he reached a record high for him, which was 104 pitches. Remember yeah. that? He got. Up, uh, I think yeah, because his record was 103, but he got to 104. Uh, uh, it was it was, it was like what six innings or seven innings? I want to say about seven. I want to say seven. I might be wrong. No, no, seven, it was, seven, no, it was six. Because I remember yeah. seven was there. <laughs> Can we talk about another pitcher who's uh, who's I'm super impressed with? Stanek. Oh my gosh. The body of peak male efficiency. Peak male form. That man right there. The belly, he's got it, but gosh, he can, boy, he can sling it. He, he, throw, he throws some heaters. He can throw some 100 miles per hour ball. Oh, Easily. My gosh, and he is so good. He, I, I'm, I'm such a big fan of <laughs> Stanek. I, I am. I'm sorry. I am just a big fan of him. He's been great. Him, Montero's also been a pretty good addition to it. Uh, and just and again, we're talking about these pitchers, and we're not we haven't even added McCullers or Orderizzi back. Exactly. Imagine that! Like imagine once we have we've, we've talked about this in the, in the in some previous podcasts. Like think about this pitching crew once we have Orderizzi. If Orderizzi is playing back to what he was before, I know they're going to assign him to the Space Cowboys for a little bit just to get him back. Get him right? back in, yeah, get him back in that. And then, but man, you, now you got McCullers, who's like, who's I think he, what did he say? He wasn't throwing the curveball yet, but he was. Um, he's pitching on the mound now. He's pitching on the mound now, which is he's great. maybe a month or two away. And yeah, I could say like I could see Rizzi back like what, August, August yeah, maybe probably mid August, late or late August, something like that. August, early September. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not. We're not team doctors. We're not team doctors or anything. We're just, we're just fans. Optimistic fans. Yeah. But you know who impressed me yesterday? Who's that? Seth Martinez. True. So his last seven games, he's uh his ERA is zero point zero. He's given up zero runs. Yeah, zero in seventeen innings pitch. Zero yeah. runs. Not a six, ERA is zero point zero. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Very oh God, they just basically picked up off the street. It's like whoever the scouting guy is, please raise that man. He's he's they're getting people that are just like amazing for this team. So he's played in his career fourteen games. Yeah. His career average is 2.2, uh, 2.25 ERA, which yeah. is you know pretty impressive on its own. Mm-hmm. He's played 11 games with the Astros, 0.0. He hasn't given up a single run. Yeah, that's pretty. You got him. You got Montero. Like you got some, and you got Presley. unsung heroes in the, in the Dude, bullpen. Just and you got Presley as a closer too. Like you got him back. Like it's it's been. And once they get McCullers back, McCullers, you got Orderizzi back. Orderizzi. Good Orderizzi, not bad Orderizzi. Yeah, good Orderizzi back. Like, you got a solid, solid rotation. 
it it's definitely I if once you get him back I I it's arguably you you can you can make it a case for best pitching team in the in the league yeah in the, in the MLB because definitely definitely oh I'm I'm, well, I'm excited our problem we, hasn't been pitching the last few World Series it's been the bats but you know yes it's been the bats but if you think about it this way a lot of things have changed since the last since the last week uh, that we recorded the last podcast remember we were talking about how we should how the Astros should move like Bregman down the line. Oh, okay. I'm glad he proved me wrong. Bregman has been pretty good these last few. It's like he heard our podcast. We're just gonna say that that's the reason we'll, why. We'll go with that. Yeah, well, we'll he's he Bregman heard our podcast, and so he decided. You know what? He's the, the that Reels and that Poppy and that other idiot are are are, are right. We should, I should let me let me, me shut them up. Let me shut them up, and I'm gonna start performing well. We're, we'll take credit for that. And he has, honestly. He's been he's been getting hits, been getting on base. He's been, he's on been, base, yeah. he's been getting walked too. Um, hey, look, getting on base is you I'll know take it's that. always a win. Yeah, but no, he's been he's been. I mean, he was making contact that he, mm-hmm. that was never an issue. It's just he was making contact at weird angles that led to double plays, easy outs. But now he's making contact and you know getting base runs, getting yeah. hits, getting on base. And that's good, I think. And, and that's he, what that's what you want from your your star players. Getting runs. He's getting, getting out. Of, yeah, he's getting out of that slump. That you know, let's just hope that he keeps going. And if he gets out of that slump, oh yeah, it's uh, oh, it's, it's over for the rest of baseball. Because you got you got Altuve, you got Michael Brantley, who's actually you know professional hitter, professional hitter. Then and then you got, you got uh, AL MVP Jordan Alvarez. Jordan, I mean, there's Air Jordan, Jordan. Oh my goodness! It's, Again, thank you, Dodgers. Thank you, Dodgers. I said that on Twitter, and some guys said "f you" to me when I said "thank you, Dodgers." We blew him kisses. It's thank hilarious. You. Uh, people are salty, especially Dodgers. I think he wanted to fight me too. It was pretty crazy, which is what they normally do. I mean, that's kind of what they do when they go to games anyway. <laughs> fight in the parking lot. Fight in the parking lot. Uh, in the but, restrooms. But man, Jordan has been just a gift, and I. We he understand. We we underpay the mess out of him. He's still underpaid. <laughs> he's underpaid. No, he's, he has what 21, 21 22 homers. <laughs> yeah, twenty two. He's second. Yeah, it's 20, no, it's twenty. Yeah, he hit the number twenty two today. He's yeah, second in baseball behind uh, Aaron Judge, who has twenty five. We play next, and he has a chance to pass him up. I honestly. I honestly believe after seeing this these Astros play against the Mets, I am very I'm a lot more confident now than I was last week. Oh, I'm a very I'm very against excited. the Yanks. I am excited. I, this this is a cannot miss. This is the ACLS matchup. Yeah, definitely. This is a cannot miss. Uh, these these are cannot miss games. Uh, you know I don't care what's gonna happen. If, if, let's say hypothetically, even if we get swept, at least I want to see how our Astros match up. Right, that's what you can take from it. How are we matching up? How can Dusty Baker adjust what's happening? Uh, where are the problems? You're definitely going to see the problems if we get swept by the Yanks, which I hope we don't. Uh, I, I, I don't see that happening, and I, and I don't see it happening either, based on how they've been playing. But again, you never know, right? Um, but and and now let's do the opposite side of that. Let's say we we win the series, man. If we beat the Yanks, you. You have to make the case that the Astros are definitely a World Series contender team. They already I mean, are. They already are regardless. But this is definitely like a team that's definitely going to their series. I as think long as they don't get lazy, like you said, and, you know, let's ruin that record by losing against teams that are below 500. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, I think that's the biggest problem with the Astros. You, it proved it against the Mets that you can actually 
You can actually perform well against the, the the really good teams. You go, you know, toe-to-toe with the best of the best. Right. Which, which, which is what you want, because playoff time, that's who you're facing. You're not right. facing the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners. Or, yeah, the Mariners or the Marlins or the uh, or the South Oklahoma Rangers, as you said. The Mariners haven't made it since I was, uh, you know, in high school. So Yeah, and that was like 80 years ago. That was back, you know, the, back during the Civil War. During the Civil War. I think Wolverine was in there, too. Yeah, yeah we were classmates. Yeah, we were classmates. So it was Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah. He, he sells me lunch money. Yeah, right. <laughs> he can do this all day. No, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, back to that. I, I, I think we're in a really good position with the Astros. I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm excited for this uh, Yankees. As a baseball fan, gotta be excited. This is this has got to be a matchup that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Arguably, two of the best teams of baseball. Yeah. Even if you're like an Astros hater, you're definitely watching this game. Oh, they are. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely a, this is definitely a must see. Uh, it's going to be the most entertaining stuff in baseball. Whether we get blown out, whether we win, it doesn't matter. It's going to be an entertaining uh, series against the against the Yanks. What are your predict? What are your predictions for this upcoming series of the Yankees? Well, let's see. Looking at the Yanks' schedule. No, talking about us against them. What are your predictions? Oh, well, like actual? Yeah, I was going to look so, at the schedule so you can see how many games we were going to play. Okay, so we still play we're playing four. We're play, we've played four games against them. Before. Yeah, four games. I say, me optimistically speaking, I say we win three out of four. Optimistically. Realistically, I say we win half. Yeah. No, I was going to say the thing. One of my friends that's a, a Yankees fan, he called this. He was like, you know, it's probably the best matchup, you know, you're going to see in a while. And he's like, Realistically, it's going to be it's split in the middle, two two. Yeah, I think that's we probably win the game that Verlander pitches and the one that uh, Framberg pitches more than likely. Is, yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I'd so we win the first two and we lose the last two. Yeah, which is you know I I, I can live with because mm-hmm. again they're they had the best record in the AL East. They do in the AL actually, but yeah. if we can split with them, you know what? I I like those odds. No, yeah. we can win three out of four, uh, even better. And, and then you go back to another two game series against the Mets. Against the Mets, and we've proven we can beat them. But is it? It's at New York. If I'm it's not in mistaken. New York. Yeah. So, but don't the Astros play better when they're at? They a, play better a, on the road. Yeah, they have the a better. Road. They have a better road record than on the on at home, which again is boggles the mind. But yeah. You know what? Then you have another. Like it goes a, back to the theory that yeah. the, the booze they it, you know turns them into superheroes Big time. or supervillains or however you want to look at it. Right, and then on and then on June thir- uh, excuse me on June thirtieth, which is a Thursday, uh, they play against the Yankees again for like a makeup game or something like that. So there's that, and then uh, they come back here and they play against the Angels for a three game series. Um, I'll be at that July second game with, on Saturday, so that should be fun. Uh, I won't be with the, with uh, our text and talking podcast. I'll be with uh, family, but nonetheless, so we're not family. We're not family. Get away from me. <laughs> no, wow. no, uh, no, we're uh, it'll, it'll be you know with with fam, but it should be fun. Um, Deeply insulted. Okay, you go should on. be insulted. Uh, and like I said, I'm looking forward to that uh, July, uh, late July game when I'm over there in Oakland. Uh, and seeing the Astros play, I'm definitely going to wear my orange jersey so that I can. Uh, you could definitely send out. <laughs> I mean, you already stand out as it is. It is. I'm pretty big. I'm going to look like a pumpkin, dude. I'm going to look like James and the Giant Peach, but the Peach from James and the Giant Peach. He is the Peach. I am the Peach from James and the Giant Peach. I'm pretty wide. That and the BBL. Uh, BBL. So you really stand out. What is BBL again? Brazilian butt lift. Got it. That's what it is. And so, 
just for I mean I don't know what it was the more you know the more you know the more you know she did not know what it was I did not know what it was alright I was. you keep saying I was like where's BBL again yeah alright so I think we talked about it. oh you know one thing that I want to talk about last week and we didn't get a chance to, we, did, we did not get a chance to do it is Maldi's role as a team in the team Maldonado. Ma, uh, yeah okay Maldi to me I see Maldi as a leader. He is. He's very cerebral. I think mostly like the quarterback of the team, if you think about it. Because he's a catcher. He calls the pitches. He, he creates the scouting reports. Creates his, yeah. He, I think to me, Maldi is very important. I think he is a um, the unsung hero of the Astros, even though most people kind of see him as a, as a, bad liability, an, a liability. A liability on the best. Yeah. yeah. But... You don't really see how he what he actually does. His impact, you don't see it on the yeah, stat sheet. You don't it's, see it because that's what I mean by unsung hero. Well, the, like, yeah, the players on the team, like they will speak up for Maldonado because they know what yeah. he brings to the table. He's a leader. Like, I know you. Uh, it's easy to say, well, isn't Altuve the leader? I wouldn't say Altuve no. is the leader. I would say he's like maybe like the face of the team, and that's why he gets all the. He's the face and like the, like the, the uh, lead follow. by example. Yeah, lead by example. But Maldi, I think. After Correa left, I can I can make the argument about I I feel like I can make the argument about it. After Correa left, I there's feel no real like yeah leader. no no real leadership. I think Maldi is the guy that kind of stepped up had to and was the leader of it because who else? Um, so I I think that Maldi has played a big and uh, has played a pivotal role into the success that the Astros currently have, and that's just my opinion. I mean. I could be wrong, but I, I I really firmly believe that because you you see it out on the field. Uh, a lot of people just see his batting average and all that, but honestly, his his the way that he is, the way that he calls the pitches, the way he you know he communicates with the players out there. I think Maldi is a very important and pivotal and plays a very pivotal role in the Astros' success that they have currently. You know? No, I agree. All right, so. That's that's my two cents on on Maldi. Uh, do you want to add anything to that, or I'm gonna keep? No, like no, I completely agree. Like he is um, again, his what he provides is you're not gonna see it on you know on ESPN or like the stat sheets. Like he brings something that you just can't you know quantify into numbers. Mm-hmm. Leadership, Leadership, the scouting man. reports. Like he's the one that you know watches the film. Like hey. This is their tendencies. This is what they, they like to hit this way. Maybe we should shift this way. Like, yeah. you can't, you know, you can't teach that. That's something you come from, that comes from experience. Exactly. One thing that I do want to shed light on is, is Jason Castro. I don't think see this. I don't see Jason Castro. He has gone the trade deadline. Yeah, he I needs to retire. At this I point. I do not see Jason. And, and don't get me wrong, he was he, you know he, he played a good role in the World Series thing, but I, I mean it's I it's it hasn't like improved since then. I I think that Jason Castro is going to be the guy that's out of this team. What do you think? Yeah, he's gone trade deadline. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, I, I don't see like Jason my, Castro. My prediction is they trade for another catcher. Maybe not to replace Maldonado, but at least, you know, be... A, like a backup for him. A competent backup, because yeah. Castro, basically, he's just a body at this point. And he's, he's just... Uh, he's, now, that's the guy that I would say he's a liability on the team. Yeah. Because um, Maldi will at least do something on offense. Mm-hmm. Castro, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, we have a better chance. Even if it's getting hit by a pitch, we have a better chance than he does. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Siri really quick. Uh, did you see that tweet that he posted? I did. About a celebration? I am, I am all for it. Me too. I, I think that if, if the guy... I wish we would disagree so it would be more dramatic. But no. honestly, I think that if he... Uh, 
I was okay with it. I know that obviously Dusty wasn't, and I know that uh, actually a few fans weren't okay with that either. But to me, I thought that was a good thing because I, he's it, struggling. It, it, he's struggling. That's building confidence. My thing is with this: if he was of a, a different skin color, it would be a different opinion. And someone pointed that earlier. Like, really? you don't see them. It's always, especially with like Latino players. Like, if they, you know, sit there and look at the home run, it's okay. it's an issue. If it's a Caucasian baseball player, oh, he's just enjoying the game. Okay, there you go. Uh, didn't Otani have one also where he was like he almost like celebrated? He did, yeah, and he he, did. Got, he he caught some heat for it. But, he but again, it he's it uh, if it was Mike Trout, there would be no there'd be zero discussion about it. Okay, there you go. It's my two cents. Two cents, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So we I feel like we talked already enough about the Astros. Uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about a little bit of football. Um, a lot of us play fantasy. Okay? Yes. Uh, obviously, I've shared my stupidity with my friends in uh, <laughs> my fantasy league. Please don't join my league. Um, <laughs> so, let's talk about our wide receivers. Uh, let's pick who would you draft as your top five receivers uh, for 2022. Okay, uh, I'll go first, and you tell me, Rios, whatever you think. Cooper Cup, my opinion. Okay, Cooper Cup. Um, just uh, Jamar Chase. Let's go with Debo Samuel. Okay, Cooper Cup. What did I say? Jamar Chase, Debo yeah. Samuel. Usually, I would say Tyreek Hill, but the way who his quarterback is now, I don't see that. That's my opinion. But I wouldn't. I want to go with the fourth place, Justin Jefferson. And you know what? I'm gonna go on a long haul. I know you're probably not gonna like this one, Brandon Cooks, because of the quarterback. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Brandon Cooks. I think he's a little. I I I, I like Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks on that one. I don't sure. I don't dislike Brandon Cooks. He's, I know he's he's, he's underrated, but yeah. top five. Um, yeah, I wouldn't bet money on okay. that. Okay. And I know I know that you feel that way because of his quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about you? Who will be your top five? Well, mine's, I'm gonna go with a different guy, number one. Okay. Debo Samuel. You want to go with Debo as number one? Yeah, because he can. Okay. He, I mean, Debo himself doesn't like playing the running back role, but he's very good at it, and he's probably the one guy that uh, legitimately can get you double-digit touchdowns rushing and receiving. He okay. almost did it last year. Okay. I had him on my fantasy team, and he led me to success. I had injuries that you know, kind of derailed my season towards the end, but right. Debo carried my team pretty much the whole year. Okay. So I'm going to go with him. Okay, that's number one for you, Debo. Number two will be Cooper Cup. Okay, Cooper Cup. Three would be Jamar Chase. Okay. Four would be Justin Jefferson. Okay. And five, I would probably go um, probably the most popular pick, but he's, he's always consistently produced, Keenan Allen. Okay, Keenan Allen. That's a good one. Okay. Because he has a, you know, he has a, you know, a legitimate quarterback, mm-hmm. and he's the number one target, and he's going to put up, you know, double-digit targets a game. He probably won't give you a ton of touchdowns, but he's always going to give you those double-digit, uh, double-digit targets, and they typically turn into double-digit catches or you know, close to it. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I uh, agreed. And, you know, it's funny, like I, I mentioned Tyreek Hill, like he would usually be on my top list, but yeah, he has he's, two got, he's got two as a quarterback now, he so has, what do you think, you know? He has Samoan, uh, you know, Davis Mills at quarterback. <laughs> and it's just like, I remember he, I don't know if you saw that he he came out and said that uh, that he that he yeah, two was more accurate <laughs> than, I was like, bro, like, you know what that sounded like to me? That sounded, to me, that sounded like he was just trying to be a team player, like, do you remember when DeAndre Hopkins said that he liked Tom Savage as his quarterback besides Deshaun Watson when Deshaun was a rookie? Oh, do you remember that? I that's what unfortunately that's, do. That's what that sounded like to me. That's all that is because there's it's no way. Thing. Yeah, there's not a chance Tom in hell Savage. that you think Tua, <laughs> more several average. syllable last name. <laughs> Is better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a generational quarterback. Uh-huh. There is a reason he's getting paid half a billion dollars. True. And Tua is, you know, fighting for his job. Mm-hmm. But you come on and say, "Oh yeah, Tua is more accurate." Come on, you're bro. being a team player. You're trying. You're definitely trying to make uh, Tua feel, you know, like he, like, like he can trust you. He can, you know, but basically making that camaraderie with. Tua. Like, please throw me the ball. Yeah, just throw me the. Please throw me the ball. It, it goes down halfway. <laughs> no, I, I, I would not be shocked if Tyreek has, you know, less than 50 catches this year. Just because okay. who he has a quarterback, and I would not be shocked if Tua gets benched halfway through the season. He's yeah. just, he's not that guy. I, I want to bet that, I know even though uh, Fitzpatrick is retired, I think they call him back up. <laughs> well, like, hey, fam, what you doing? Like, hey, uh, what are you doing? You want to go to Miami? Like, hey, big head, you up. Yeah. Hey, so okay, so I know that we talked about receivers, and the reason I'm asking is this because usually, in years in years past, we would just like you, I would usually draft the running back at first. Yeah, for, for it would be a running back. But as I look at the league and I look at the running backs, I'm like, besides you know Jonathan Taylor, I don't really see a running back that just sticks out. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely want that because Saquon's always injured. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott hasn't really produced in like five years. Yeah, producing like five years. Uh, Nick Chubb, you're sharing reps along with Kareem Pretty Hunt. Uh, can you think of any other running back that I can that I'm missing out on? Maybe Derrick Henry. Um, well, Henry, yeah. He might. So the thing with Derrick Henry is he is getting towards the tail end because they've run that man to the ground. They have. They've been. He's definitely been Tennessee's like, offense. Like, last year was his first year, you know, missing significant time with injuries. And um, I would not be shocked if he missed more time this year. It's just... I mean, the running back position is very... It's, it's very devalued. Yeah. And for a reason, like, there's only so much punishment the body can take before you start breaking down. And, like, it's... Unless you're, you know, you know um, Barry Sanders, you can just produce year after year and then just quit at the top of your game. You're just not... It's just not a position built for longevity. Mm-hmm. If not, look at... Uh Look at Earl Campbell, how he ended up. Yeah, know? he's in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. And poor Campbell gave the best years of his life to to the Oilers. He was the Oilers he was, offense. He was the Oilers offense, and it's just it's sad to see him now like that. But at the end of the day, it's like what these running backs have to really think about. You know? And if you think about it, there's, there's very few um, true like bell cow running backs in the NFL. Like, yeah. Outside of Derrick Henry, maybe Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's real no, there's not a bell cow. Like you can argue Dalvin Cook, but dudes always hurt. True. That's why if you ever you know draft Dalvin Cook, get his backup because yeah. I forgot I forget his name, but um, 
forget his name, but you get his get his backup because mm-hmm. he puts up similar. Because like Minnesota has a legitimate offensive line. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, who the receivers are. Like the running backs are gonna put the numbers because they got a legitimate offensive yeah. line. Exactly. It goes back to my Cowboys argument when they had Demarco Murray. Remember? Yeah, because it was. Yeah, you could argue that it was Demarco, but at the same time, it's that offensive line. They had an impeccable, impenetrable I mean, offensive line. Yeah. Look at um, Ezekiel Elliott and. Um, Who's Bernard, uh, Tony Pollard is behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna, you know, take uh, the starting job because mm-hmm. Pollard. Yeah, Pollard has been. I hate the Cowboys, but Pollard has been pretty. He's been like, right behind him. I, 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 he's been. He's he's been. He, he's performed better than he Would has. you like to make the claim that maybe six halfway through the season, Pollard's the starting running back this year for the Cowboys? That's not a crazy. I, I would probably go three games. Three games? You think so? I think Elliott's done. Like I think so too. I think Elliott's years are behind him already. Once he got paid, he just didn't care anymore. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I mean, it's crazy to give ninety million to a running back. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a Especially one like him. He's he he was great, but he's not a generational. He's mm. not you know he's not Adrian Peterson. He's not Ladainian Tomlinson. He's not one of those generational running backs. Yeah, he's, he's uh, just Marshawn Lynch. He was good, but yeah. he wasn't a generational running back. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got for uh, that's what we got for our So can you give us a little bit of can you shed some light? We don't have about a few like more minutes. Uh, can you shed some light on how? Uh, what what considerations? Is you've been pretty successful with your fantasy. How what comes into play whenever you're deciding what to pick? Like what are the different variables that you see in your fantasy? Well, as far as like you know drafting, mm-hmm. it depends where I'm drafting. If I'm picking early, I want to look. Years past, it was running backs, but this year I'm going to look at real heavily right. where I'm picking as far as receivers. I will look at the receivers, and then also look at their quarterbacks. I also look at the schedule and see, you know, are, are they starting most of the year outside in a dome? Because typically the receivers in a dome, especially with like a legitimate quarterback, like you know, years past you had Michael Thomas or Drew Brees, they start most of the year in the dome. I mean, that would have been an easy pick, not right. top five, obviously, but like. As far as receivers go, you know, top five more or less receivers, but not top five overall. Uh-huh. But this year, you want to see, you know, who who the quarterback is. You want to look at their schedule. Weather conditions, it's kind of hard to pick early on. That's more of a, like a, you know, game day lineup. You want to look at, you know, who's playing in the dome, who's playing outdoors. Is it going to be raining? Is it going to be sunny? Is it going to be windy? So weather conditions, basically. Yeah, that, that goes more along to, like, game day, like, lineups mm-hmm. but as far as drafting uh you you want to see you know it really comes down to where you're picking okay if you're picking top of the draft you want to look at i can this year is probably gonna be more receiver heavy than it has been and i can't remember the last time it was receiver heavy as far as early draft picks yeah like you know before you know you had your hopkins you had your Michael Thomas is. If you're like in a PPR league, you want to go Michael Thomas because you know he gets like 30 slant routes a game. Right. Uh, this year, uh, you're looking at. It depends if you're in standard PPR, half and half. It it really depends which uh, type of league you're in, where you're where you're drafting, mm-hmm. and then from there, other facts like who the quarterback is. Right. Because like you got these big receivers, but then they got terrible quarterbacks. True. That's right. Or they're the only op- they're the only weapon on offense, like right. Tyree Kill. Exactly. Um, there you go. So that's that's a, that's a good example of it. Um, okay, we have a few more minutes uh, to talk about uh, almost a, uh, basically an, an uncomfortable subject, and that deals with Deshaun Watson. Okay, former Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah. So 
uh, we were talking about this a little earlier, uh, right before we started our podcast, that he's at, uh, he settled 20 of his 24 um, so, uh, 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 cases. cases, excuse me, yes. So, that means that there's still four more cases that he, do you think Deshaun actually reaches, you know, plays this season? I do. Okay. When I read the article that the players associated was getting involved, I was like, "Oh, they're they're going to, they you know they fight for the players, right?" And it's like a union. From, it's a union. It, it is a union. It's a union. And yeah. one of the main talking points in that article that I read, I can't remember if it was from Sports Illustrated or one of the other sporting uh, websites. They said that um, their main argument was previous um, consequences for similar conduct. So. The three names they brought up was Dan Snyder, owner of the Washington football team. Uh-huh. Who are now the Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. Uh-huh. And Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots. Right. They had n- not the same magnitude as Watson, mind you. Because they're owners. They're, no, it's not, 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 not just that, but just the magnitude of the accusations. Okay. The only one that would probably be similar would be Robert Kraft, because it is you know, illegal in nature, more or less. Right, but right. But their argument was, you know, the owners typically should be held to a higher standard because, you know, they they own the franchises, and they basically got less than a slap on the wrist for their accusations and you know whatever happened afterwards. Yeah. So their argument was, you know, if these guys got you know next to zero repercussions, you know, why should we hold a player to a higher standard than an owner? Mm. That was their argument, not mine. It's not mine. Right, right, let, right. let me, you know, make that very clear. That's not my argument. That's no, the, no, no. We're the NFLPA's argument. Yeah. It, it's so uh, reading that made me think, like, just looking at past, you know, guys that got sexual assault accusations. Yeah. I would not be shocked if he got less than six games. And that's the sad part, honestly, because it, it, it's very disappointing. Because I was before all this came out, I was a huge Deshaun Watson fan. And this comes to light, and it's just like, wow. Like, you, you just truly don't know how somebody is. Yeah, you know? I was one of those that defended him at first, but then as, as more information came out, you're like, yeah. I, I just can't. And I then, can't. you know, I... Morally, you're like, no, this is... This is and not. I went on record multiple times in multiple social media sites, you know, just, you know, apologizing to people. Like, hey, you know, I was completely wrong, yeah. and, you know... You take it's your... Just, yeah. And it's, it's just like, but the thing is, well, you didn't know. Like, how, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, because it was like, you know, maybe it was like a handful at first, you know, oh, you know, they're just, you know, chasing money. But then as more and more information came out, you're like, oh, man, this is, you know, you know what? Yeah. For this. for me, when I saw it was like, I just saw how much of an impact Deshaun Watson had on, on, on everybody, like kids. Uh, I would see them wearing Deshaun Watson jerseys. And I'm thinking when we first got them, like, Yes, this is somebody kids can look up to. Like he and brought hope to the city. He brought hope to the city, and it's just and you just didn't think that it he was, was capable of that. Yeah, he was capable. He's a, his ability. His ability is still there. Uh, well, when we think. his talent is still there. Yeah, but. and so, but it's just like, but him as a human being, like his opinion, like his, my opinion of him as a human being just changed yeah, drastically. You can't defend man. the guy it, it can, because he's just a. I mean, he's just a horrible human being. Like he went from I'm going to clear my name to I'm just going to settle because I'm like. Dude, and that you're contradicting yourself as exactly. it is, and it's just like, well, you kind of just proved it. You kind of just proved it, and then I'm thinking, and that's the thing, like you said, he's probably just gonna get a little slap on the wrist. 
because he already settled with most of them. And again, the NFLPA is behind them now, and they're going to argue that case that you know these owners got next to zero repercussions. Why should it? Someone that's below the owners get more of a consequence than they do. But you know, you start betting like Calvin Ridley, and you get a whole year off. Yeah, P. Rose, Rose, yeah, P. Rose still can't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, P. Rose can't even be in the Hall of Fame because of that. So, like, so is that worse? Like, according it's to like, sports, what's going like, on? Where do you draw the line? Like, yeah. what's what's worse? You know, assault, assaulting sixty-six women, or you know, betting on some games? Yeah, come on, like seriously, you have to really betting on games you were expecting to win or shaving right. points, like. Yeah, exactly. And and morally, you have to question yourself. But, I mean, at the end of the day, these people don't really care about that. They care about money. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. They don't care about that. And that's the sad part. It's a business. He's a he's a top five player at a private right. position. Like, they are, they're looking at their bottom line. Yeah. And, and that's and that's the sad part because it's like you, that you're you basically almost like allowing that, allowing that to get by. And sadly, this is probably not going to be the last time this happens. No. That's the worst part. But Not just in the NFL, just in any sport. Because then, if you play a premier position and you're a generational talent, mm-hmm. you're almost not—I wouldn't say a free pass—but you have um, a better chance of beating it than you know, say, you're a jag guy. You know, just another guy. Mm-hmm. Which you know sucks, but it's the world we live in. Unfortunately. All right. Well, it's about that time where. Uh, when we start closing out our podcast, uh, hopefully next week we will have Poppy, which I'm sure we will. Uh, if he's not under the weather, which he won't, we better. We better because we're not. He's gonna. We're gonna like make fun of him so this bad. Is, this is America. We don't get so many sick days. This ain't Europe. We get you know a month of sick days. No, this is America. You get one day of sick days. Exactly. You better recover, son. God bless America. Right. All right. Well, again, uh, that's it for our show this week. We will hopefully next week when we are uh, when we're back on Wednesday we can say like yeah we totally whooped the Yankees ass. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Because if we sweep them, oh, I will be a menace. Oh, we will talk all that shit. We will. I will be a menace on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever social media out out there. Out there. Yep. All right. AOL Messenger. AOL Messenger. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. MySpace. Zanga. <laughs> I'm a fuck like in it. Hey guys, I'm back. High five. Yeah, all these social videos. That's right. Alright guys, well that's gonna be it for our show this week. Uh just remember, we are just fans. fans. Take care of yourselves, guys. Have a good night. See you next week. Go Astros! Skirt! <laughs> He's not here, so you have to do it. Yeah. Wait, how does it do? Skirt! Skirt! I don't know. I sound like I'm hitting people. <laughs> Alright, I'll see you later. Have a good night, guys. Adios. Adios.